This is Do By Friday, a weekly challenge podcast with Merlin Mann, Alex Cox, and Max Temkin. This week's challenge, clean out your spice cabinet. Hello, is that better? I guess. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, I, I, there's there's not a lot of internet here. Well, I have a I have know. a tiny tiny trickle of internet. Hmm. All right, but you're recording your side. I am recording my side. I have a new the new little weenus that Alex and I like. It's the Tascam single weenus. Oh, what kind of mic are you using? No, I don't know. I have no. I have listen. You guys, you send me pictures of wild animals and equipment, and every time you do that, it's it's more and more apparent to me this is the only way you two talk to each other. Now, what's confusing? Now, you're not going to understand this because you're there. Is what what's not going to make a lot of sense to, to you, and what really doesn't make a lot of sense to me is I don't have any context for what the fuck you're talking about. Why you're sending me pictures of cats or demanding that Alex do something in the office for you? Now you understand I have an office here. I'm out here in um, in California, and uh, I don't have any way to. Uh, I don't have the the purchase orders I need to get you the cat. Um, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you sending me so many cats? And right now you sound like you're talking into a water glass in uh, at, at a day's end. So I don't, I don't know what's happening. You wanted to talk at 21 minutes past the hour. And I said, nope, buddy, not yet. He said, oh, I'm in a different time zone. And I said, okay, how's the cat? So I'm guessing you're doing something with magic and animals and you got your weenus? Yeah, the, we're using the new, the new task cam. The, there's this, the new, it's like a, <clears throat> okay, so my setup used to be, the Marco box and it's this it's this black box with like you put batteries in it and then it has XLRs in it and you plug your mics in and I use like a stand-up comedy mic <laughs> and I would sort of tuck this whole thing under my arm and then I'd pace around and talk into the apparatus okay <laughs> okay you right. talk about the Marco box uh like a USB pre yeah but you, you know it's it's batteries it's batteries. Yeah. So you replace the batteries with a weenus, and then you walk around like David Milch. Now I've got the. Now I've got this incredible <laughs> device. So it's a little Tascam. It's it's the, it's the little weenus. The weenus. And it's a little. It's like the size of like smaller than a pack of cards, and it clips onto your belt, and then a little <laughs> lob comes onto it, oh, and it's all, and it just records onto an SD card. And now I can <laughs> God, freely. Pace I feel like around. such a cuck freely... sitting at my desk like a professional. <laughs> I, I can I can freely pace around. <laughs> oh, is it the? <laughs> Do you find that that helps helps you with your work? Yeah, I need it. My work. Uh huh. Okay, and then so you pace you around. Like to pace, you don't like to pace while you're having a conversation. I love to pace. Oh, okay. I'll do it too. Hang on. <clears throat> oh yeah, this is nice. I can see why you like this. It's good. It gets the it gets the it gets the blood moving. Are there any cards here? What about over here? Uh, okay, no, you, you, you probably found you probably found them all. I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of people going through my things. I don't like that at all. Hmm. I caught up on all my TV over over the holiday break. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Just 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 real quick. I know you're pacing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Where are you? And what are the? Are you at your wild animal park in Marin? Well, let's, shouldn't we wait for Al? Shouldn't we wait for Alex? No. This is the no. show. Whatever's in the show is in the show. Everything that's in the show is in the show. Are you are you at the wild animal place in Marin or whatever? No, so there's, uh, uh, I don't even know where to begin this story. So my, my well, you're not in California, are you? I'm not in California. I'm in Florida. So my 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 colleague, yeah, I know my colleague uh, Melissa, um, who works, uh, who we've been friends and worked together for for many many years. She 
uh, does PR. One of her clients for her PR company is this uh, very, very, very wealthy man who owns a wildlife preserve in Florida. And it's 17,000 acres where he has endangered animals that he cares for. Wow. And I got invited as Melissa's guest and I'm, I'm hanging out, getting some work done. And, you know, we like go out and see, uh, you know, rhinos and giraffes and stuff. Those rhinos were precious. God, I love those animals. I got to, I got to touch a baby rhino. I got to feed a, a thing of leaves to a giraffe. It was pretty great. Um, and so, like, one thing I always think about, like, we've got this, the San Francisco Zoo is, oh, man, is it ever a bummer. Um, it's just they keep taking our animals away because we keep letting them die. And they're like, you can't have elephants. We're the elephant <laughs> authority. You can't have elephants anymore. <laughs> So now they just painted over the elephant sign, and now they have displays and like Girl Scout events in there. It's just cro- it's crossed out elephants, and it says corn dogs four dollars. A Y C E. I can eat corn dogs. Well, the, I, this is this is going to be very very general, but I, I used, we uh, we always get a season every year. We buy a, a season pass and don't use it much anymore. But my kid and I used to go there a couple times a week, and because uh, it's just down the street from us. And we, uh, but but whenever, but so here's here's my one sentence description of the San Francisco Zoo. Setting aside that almost all the animals are either sad or that there is an empty pen and with a sign. No, no, not not the animals hiding. There's literally no animal in there. Like they, they just, they just there's somewhere they're just like they, you put up anything you want on a sign. Okay, here's my description of the San Francisco Zoo. No matter where you walk, no matter where you stand, it seems like you're behind whatever you're supposed to be looking at. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so imagine like a dream-like quality where you're wandering <laughs> through this space, and it's almost like a college campus where they got all their funding. You're, you're, in the- you're, you're always you're always looking at the back of Quirrell's turban, no matter how he turns. That's right. That's right. San Francisco's a Horcrux. So, yeah. but like, but like, you know, like this happens at uh, God Love It in Tallahassee at Florida State University. You can tell the times in architectural history when they when their funding went through, because you could see the preponderance of uh, improbably inconsistent, brutalist buildings all over the campus. The San Francisco Zoo feels like that. It feels like some of it was like built during the Civil War. A lot of it were during like <laughs> race riots. And then and, and, and some of it's just pure like Frank Geary knockoff bullshit. And like no matter where you go, it's like who made this mall? What the fuck is going on here? Where's the servals? That's not a serval. Well, I got I got to say, uh, I have a lot of complicated feelings about all these uh, about zoos and sort of, I don't know. I, it, it's all a very fraught topic, but um, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a zoo... There's a zoo that I, I sort of enjoy in Chicago. Called, I mean, it's the one that's sort of close to my neighborhood. It's called the Lincoln Park Zoo. Yeah, right. And um, it's what's cool about the Lincoln Park Zoo is it's free every day, open to the public. And there's no, like, gate. You just, like, go, you're, like, walking down the lakefront path, and then you just, like, go in. And oh, there's, yeah, like, like the one in Washington. You just, like, mosey in. Yeah. And there's just, like, animals. And it's very cool. Um, the animals, it is a very old fashioned zoo in that it's largely, it was, you know, the whole idea of that we should keep animals in a place that sort of feels like their natural habitat is a new technology. That's like a, that's like a late seventies conceit. Yeah. And this, this zoo definitely has been sort of retrofitted to provide that to the animals, but it's not like it wasn't designed for it. And as a result, it definitely makes me want to die 
uh, every time I've been there. And I have I gone pretty high. I have gone pretty high to that zoo, and that's a bad experience. I, I don't. Right. I, I, it makes it just makes me think of you notice you notice all the wrong things and ditto at ours again back to the brutalism it looks it looks again very dreamlike the San Francisco Zoo mm. and it really it really does feel it does feel like they how about how about this they made an Excel spreadsheet of all the different ways that an animal might be comfortable and then came up with the average and made it brutalist <laughs> so basically it looks like a disused mall from 1978 where they haven't like you know those people who go like do YouTube videos of going into an old mall got, got the gorillas have got one one little pond and a few leaves yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and yeah. like down okay but here's the thing not good well not also good. imagine imagine that you had this kind of approach to the library where you said okay this area is called bear okay there's a grizzly bear. Oh, by the way, the grizzly bears are very, very well funded. So they get this amazing <laughs> enclosure that I think is I think it's the the Packards, uh, uh, Lucille Packle, Packard people. So the bears, mm-hmm. man, the bears are fucking styling. They got way more space than they need. They're just fucking. They're flipping everybody up. Big, big bear claw, middle claws in the sky. <laughs> you go down a little bit, and you've got the coyotes. There's a coyote. Now the coyotes get the same size enclosure as the yes polar bear. Because this area is called Bear. And so they, there's a polar bear. There's polar bear over by the coyotes and the grizzly bears. And I'm not a cartologist, but I, I, I'm not sure all those things live in the same place, you know? Well, I would say, for, okay, so there's definitely a hierarchy of these zoos, right? So Lincoln Park Zoo, on a scale of one to makes me want to die, fully makes me want to die. The one that I think is much better that does not make me want to die quite as much is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Have you right. guys ever done that? No, no, no. We've been to the Washington Zoo, and I thought it was extraordinary. The one in Washington is amazing. An- Animal Kingdom, I have San to Diego. say... Also San Diego. San Diego is amazing, too. I haven't been to San Diego. I've heard it's a cool zoo. The, the, the Disney Animal Kingdom is a pretty amazing achievement in that you go through... It's like sort of a ride where you like go through in a safari vehicle huh? and you never see any fences or anything. So the animals oh. are all kept in their little areas, but it's all done with Disney magic in a way where like they have barriers that you can't see basically. But mm-hmm. it no sure... CM. <laughs> What's that? No CM enclosures. Yeah, no CM enclosures. Yeah. And it's very, it really is an incredible achievement. I mean, you go this, you can do a safari in there that's like, you know, I don't know, 45 minutes. You never see the same place twice. It's huge. <clears throat> and it's like terraformed it all feels like you're in like an african savannah like very very lion king like it's really well done um but the one thing to your point about the the zoo that you go to when you get off of the the ride the sort of like safari exploration ride uh at the end they, they have a you get like a token they give everyone a token and then you go up to this thing and you drop your token in a box for the type of animal that you like the most and oh, that God. animal gets gets funding <laughs> oh, oh no i vote for the bear from district 12 <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it yes and veronica, veronica and i had very different approaches about the voting she was like she voted for some like awful bird or something that pursued i don't know something oh the that, charlie brown christmas tree approach <laughs> she had a charlie brown christmas tree approach and i gave the money like immediately to the the lions and she was like what are you doing and i was like oh my god that says so much about you and I was like, well, she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, they were cool. They You're were a like, secret libertarian. <laughs> You're a lion libertarian. I, I saw him yawn. He was awesome. Oh. He came on here. He entertained me. Sure. <laughs> he, he earned it. Yeah. <laughs> he earned my token. <laughs> I, um, I, I don't want to make this sad, but we're still waiting for Alex and this is the show. Uh, and, um, 
but the so, lions are going to be out there with one of those like make it rain cash guns <laughs> shooting it at the tourists. <laughs> Nobody likes a pole dancing lion. It's so needy. Uh, but the uh, but you know uh, even in even in the best of like I'm repeating what you said, but just trying to problematize this a little bit. Um, even even in, even in the best of circumstances, it you it's a zoos are melancholy like even if things are even if you go and you see the baby you know red panda at the zoo and they've got a really nice enclosure um but there's this they're always you're always walking a line with a zoo and you're walking this line that is so easy to cross where you kind of snap out of it for a minute and you're like what the fuck am i doing here this is so i mean it's max it's one thing to get married at a plantation and it's another thing to get married in a plantation where they hired black people to be extras. Yeah. It feels really like, whoa, this, I'm not sure. Okay. So like, for example, yes, we did accidentally kill our elephants accidentally. Yes. Some kind of an automated door did kill a gorilla at the zoo. There's been all kinds of shit that happened there. And like, when you walk in knowing that and just, and just knowing that this whole enterprise I'm, I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be controversial here, but I am saying like there's a great Louis C.K. bit where he's like he was talking about one time he was like an he was in like an a, an Asian market like an open air Asian market, and he was talking about all the weird stuff that they sell, and he passed a barrel of was it duck I think it was duck vaginas, and you could just <laughs> there was like a scoop sticking out of it, and you could just like put, you could just like put them in your put them in your bag, and he was like he's bulk like man vaginas. we really yeah bulk duck vaginas. And and he was like, man, we've really made ducks our bitch. Like we're selling yeah. we're selling their vaginas by the bucketful. We can we can we can get the ducks. We can sex the ducks. After we sex the ducks, we'll let them live for a while. Then we're gonna literally remove their vaginas. Yes, the ducks will die. And then those go in a barrel and get a scoop. Fuck you, <laughs> duck you. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there, that is the that is the zoo feeling right though of that's like, the man, zoo the, feeling you... and then and then you get it you get a drink in a monkey shaped cup and you're like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> like we've really made these animals our bitches i mean <laughs> they're living in a little pen that looks like their natural habitat well and so like to I, I'm, I'm not Eat, trying to hamburger be... meat I'm not trying to be con- yeah right. I'm not trying to be like <laughs> we, uh, Monterey. The Monterey Bay Aquarium has these uh, not only has seafood but has signs explaining why their seafood is good seafood to eat because it's sustainable at the aquarium. The one from Star Trek. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm really not trying to like uh, be gross and uh, on PC. Uh, but I am trying to say that the the reason I say this is that the zoo is meant to evoke a certain kind of high minded scientificism, a kind of high-minded humanity, and a kind of very, like, high-minded emotional connection to the creatures. It's meant, it's meant to evoke all of the things. And, and the thing, like, when you see the, the duck vaginas of this is, like, you snap out and you see the Matrix for a, a minute and you go, like, whoa, something about this doesn't quite feel right. I'm not sure I should feel that scientificism about this. I have an idea about that. I think part of the fantasy of the zoo is the idea that if we're just sort of scientific enough and we manage everything enough, we can like save all these animals, right? Like it's like, oh, the bad news is you're looking at one of the last black rhinos on the face of the planet. But the good news is if we like learn enough about them and study them and like raise them in captivity, eventually we can like save the species and put them back into the wild. And I find that to be a very, I find that to be a very seductive ideology in the sense that it doesn't even seem like an ideology it just seems like 
common sense. It doesn't seem like a thing you have to believe, but of course that's what an, that's exactly what that's ideology what I, that's is. That's what ideology is, yeah. But but it is ideology because it has this fantasy of like what's wrong with the planet is that we haven't quite tinkered enough. Like we need to get in there and twist the knobs a little bit more. Right. And if we if we just get over all the numbers lined up right, we'll save all the rhinos. And like yes. we won't. The problem is that the pro like we need to we need to change yeah, that that's the whole problem. It's like there's no tinkering our way out of like, well, and like we'll be able to solve all of this if we just get a little more science sauce yeah right or science spray like we just you know what i mean like 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 we're not doing um, enough if we do a little more if we get a little more involved that ought to do it this but, time but it's also but it's also like learning the wizard's true name in the sense that like i was just uh, taking a dump and listening to a uh, slate culture gab fest and they were uh they were talking about that great new york times article on the different textbooks history textbooks in uh, different uh, parts of the U.S. Well, I haven't read the whole thing, but it is a really, the part I read was really good. And, you know, and how like Texas versus California has, even by the same company, has very different textbooks. But guess what? The, here's the science sauce. Those are all under the inviolable, unassailable aegis of what we call education. And everybody knows education is good. You're not allowed to say anything bad about education because education is the thing that helps everything. It's the science sauce of children. Right. So but th that, that, that's how that works. Though. Like, well, what science? Like in my environmental ethics class, we had to read this. We had to read this essay called Playing God in uh, I think it's called Playing God in Yosemite. And you probably know this story. It's a f pretty famous story from, I think, the early 70s. But the, uh, the ecologists and the well-meaning hippies said, "Ooh, hey, this is not cool, man. The coyotes are like, there are, there's like too many, it's like the game of life. There's too many coyotes and they're eating all their bunnies. And now the sweet bunnies are dying. And so you go in and you try to just tinker a little bit. You tinker, do a little bit of Westworld, you spray some science sauce, and you say, well, well, we're going to introduce more of these. No matter what you do, you fuck it up worse. Now there's too many fucking bunnies. Right or like now they're, they're like the bunnies are taking over, and then oh wait, wait, I gotta dump in some more coyotes. Beep beep beep, and like you can't go in and futz with that and spray science on the bunnies. It's not gonna make it better. The ultimate fantasy here that th this is this is the real this is the real like like uh, this is the real head fuck for me. It's like the ultimate the ultimate fantasy. I think that this I why is this ideology like so appealing to people? The the science sauce ideology. It's because it imagines that we are somehow outside of this loop, right? That there's this oh, yeah. loop of nature where it's like the co the coyotes eating the bunnies and their population and this and that. And that's that's over there. That's the animals. But we're over here doing our thing and we just need to spray the science sauce. Well, that's not the case. We're 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 in the we're in the system with just everyone to, to else. To quote the great Palm Olive uh, commercial of my youth, you're soaking in it. You're soaking in it. You know what I mean? No, that's the thing. This is this is this is the ultimate kind of Buddhist LSD mindfuck. Is like everything we do is part of nature. Like when we if we dump dioc dump dioxins on the people who are who are delivering the coyotes and bunnies with the sauce, that's part of that's part of nature too. Yeah, we're not we're not outside the system looking in as a as a like we're not we're not the Galactus of bunnies. Yeah, they're they're not trapped in here with us. We're trapped in here with them. <laughs> Must investigate further. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear this like calamity that's happening, but I'm I'm locked in like a so we're staying we're staying in in a house on the in the wilderness preserve here the nature preserve, and it's very nice hospitality and everything. But I'm locked in like a battle of the wits with the housekeeping staff where I'm trying to make coffee, and the only option is a coffee pot that for that that I am required to make ten cups of coffee in, and I have a little bit of coffee, and then they come and clean up, and I wanted the other, I, you know, I get half a cup. And then, it, and then I come back and it's clean. 
So I'm constantly making a new pot of coffee. I can't, I can't leave it. I've asked. Oh, and now let's play it. Let's play a game of what I like to call hotel room Zork. So for this game of hotel room Zork, your, your mission as provided by the GM is that you want some coffee with a minimum of interaction with staff. <laughs> there are doors to the north and east. <laughs> Touch Check coffee. Leave note. <laughs> Increase tip. Increase tip. <laughs> Make coffee. Make coffee. Make coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I just want I just want a little bit of coffee. Um, I find it. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Monty Python is funny because uh, relationships and communication are either difficult or impossible. Monty Python is a TV show about how human communication is utterly fraught, um, mm-hmm. and that that's undergirded by how difficult relationships are. You know, because relationships are difficult and language is complicated. I fail utterly at communicating to other people. I do very badly. You should see me in a Chinese restaurant. Believe me, it's a, it's a real poop show. So if I want somebody to stop throwing away my coffee, I have to go through the most complex mental gymnastics, cultural. It's, 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 it's mental, it's emotional, it's cultural, it's class. How do I get my coffee in a way that I can live with? Do you know what I mean? Well, oh, sure, because I've thought about what's the best way to approach. It's different people who come and clean throughout the day. and Of course. I just, what, are you going to put a sign? you going to put a sheet over it and say, do not touch? That's going to look good on Instagram. And then I've thought about maybe someone comes in and I say, hey, could you please leave the coffee? But that's not part of the procedures. That's not in the manual. And then someone else comes to check and they see the coffee and now they get disciplined. <laughs> Right? Which animal do you give the coin to? <laughs> Twelve strokes. Ow. Ow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Consuela. Consuela. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't I don't know what happens at this establishment. I don't want anyone to get flogged. <laughs> master master is very disappointed with you. <laughs> I can't I can't be like and, and then what are they gonna say? He asked me to leave the coffee and they'll be like, You should have cleaned it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, you know, you are cordially invited to join Syracuse and me on uh, the uh, the podcast that will never be released or probably recorded about the things that we don't talk about. Yes. We don't talk about things like, how do you leave a note in Spanish that says, please don't, um, please don't turn off my smart plugs. <laughs> don't touch my TV. Do not, do not touch the TV. No, ch- no touch a lot of TV. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to go to hell. Stop turning my scale 90 degrees. Why do you turn it? (laughs) Who turns the scale? Have you ever used a scale, madam? Why do you turn the scale 90 degrees? So so John and I, John and I don't discuss this because it can never be discussed. But if we did discuss it, the theory would be, and we need a good name for this, but that uh, housekeepers change something just enough so that you know that they cleaned it. Mm, That's the folded uh, triangle in the toilet paper. Holy shit. It's the toilet paper arrow, the second toilet paper arrow. Uh, when we, when Veronica and I have our house professionally cleaned, I make a. I never have my office cleaned because it's too. It's everything. I is. I'm too particular. I could not. I couldn't have someone in there cleaning. <laughs> and then I'm constantly like going downstairs, and I'm like, I have to go like mop the floor downstairs or vacuum or clean. Like I have a lot of cleaning upkeep down there myself. Oh wait, are you there? And you're are you there while they're cleaning? 
Oh, I, I, no, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be, but, okay. uh, but, uh, same reason I don't like to be there when there's movers, like taking my stuff out. Cause I'm like, should I be doing something? And they're like, please get out of our way. Oh, the McElroy's have a whole bit about this. Like if there's anybody that comes into your house to do anything, it's their house until they're done. <laughs> get, get out, pack your bags and move away. <laughs> I would, I would lose my God. I don't even like coming in the house to like. To like pick up pick up a flashlight or something. Like I, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And in fact, my my theory. Is, oh boy, I'm, this is not going to be released. My theory is that if there is somebody that on some let's say regular basis comes to your house, they've met you over let's say a certain number of years. They've met you a few times, but let's be honest, ninety nine point nine nine four percent of the time, they are the only people in that house. It is actually, in their mind, it is their house, right? Because you're not there. You're not there, like, doing a disco dance or something. You're just, you're just, you're just photos in, in an envelope. La, la, la. That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah, anyway, I have the... How, what, so what are you going to do, Max? I mean, it, it's, it's, is it a resort? It's not a resort. I'm constantly going down into the office to, to like, vacuum. And Veronica's like, why don't you have... Why isn't the office, like, professionally clean with the rest of the house? And I'm like... I can't possibly begin to explain to you the number of things. If they dislodge one of my smart switches, the whole system comes tumbling down. Spock's phaser. One, if one Ethernet cord gets gets bumped, my alarm doesn't go off in the morning. My day is is ruined. Max, Spock's phaser is gone. Spock's, Spock's phaser is gone. Spock's phaser is gone. This has been the last 18 hours of my life. Spock's phaser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Spock's phaser's gone. What do you mean Spock's phaser's gone? Oh, it was there yesterday, but now it's gone. They probably threw it away. Whatever. That's okay. Oh, and it's, I can tell it's not okay. It's really not okay. Her beloved Spock, her, her beloved Zachary Quinto Spock on the desk. Oh, no. With, with the little tiny, oh, tiny, it. tiny, easy to vacuum up phaser that was, she knows. She knows that when she left at 7.32 on Tuesday morning, Zachary Quinto was holding a phaser. When she got home at 4.07 p.m., Spock no longer had a phaser. Now, as we learned from all the president's men, Right? You wake up and there's snow on the ground. What happened to Spock's phaser? Well, it was Tuesday, so we know what happened. <laughs> that is one magic phaser. <laughs> and they're spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I remember, I remember when my Han Solo lost his black... Well, I don't remember when. I remember that. My 1970 diggity 8... Um, Han Solo lost his phaser, and I was so sad. I can't believe you allowed your daughter to get the Zachary Kinto. It's what was available. Well, she also got the young Ozymandias, and then we returned it, because it wasn't cool enough. She wanted the old Ozymandias. Okay. I want the Jeremy Irons Ozymandias. Is that an action figure? That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna say, oh, when I say old, I mean elderly. That's what I mean. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Gosh, language. See, language is a virus. Ooh. What I meant to say was, what I got her as a last minute was an admittedly kind of shitty and overpriced, like, Ozymandias from before Watchmen. And he's kind of oh. weird. He looked weird. You can find it on Amazon. And she didn't even open it. She's like, oh, I love it. Hmm. But she never opened it. And I was like, you're not really into that, are you? She said, oh, no, it's great. And I said, did I tell you this story already? And I was like, it's okay. We can return it. You can use the credit for something you like. She goes, oh, no, really? I feel so bad. And I'm like, you like, you like the old guy, right, with the catapult? She's like, yeah, really like the old guy with the catapult. Wait, you guys watch watch the HBO show Watchmen together? God, no, it's it's M A. Who could show that to a kid? Ugh. 
Okay. What? Uh-huh. No, no. Yeah, she's seen it. She's seen it. You got to fast over some parts, but she's seen it. I uh, once you got a kid, you realize how much there's only a few actually super bad things in things. There are some things. No, well, oh, you, I don't care. I, I'm not. I, I'm not judging. I, I let her. No, I no, think, no, 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 no. Ghostbusters is worse than Watchmen. Mm, it's problematic. Very problematic. There's so few blowjobs in Watchmen. Right. From ghosts. Doctor Manhattan's not getting any ghost blowjobs in uh, in Watchmen. <laughs> It's nineteen. It's nineteen eighty four. I am Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's two thousand seven. I made Skull Vodka. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to give you a compliment here. Over the break, I caught up on on my like media like watch list, like all my stuff that I need to get into, and I watched. So I, I obviously went through HBO's Watchmen. Fucking fantastic show. Yeah, it exceeds in my opinion. I mean, I enjoyed the comic book. I, I read it in college and. You know, it was one of those things that every all that's like a big holds a very high place of esteem in nerd culture. And maybe it's just that I wasn't around when it was like brand new or whatever. But I, I never had the same sentiment for it that everyone else did. But in my opinion, the HBO show far outweighs the the comic book. And you don't even know how much you need to know about the comic book really to enjoy the Watchmen. But it sure helps. Uh, what a fucking great show. I mean, one of my favorite things on TV in the Absolutely. last definitely in the last decade. And I also caught up on. HBO's Succession, another show that you recommended mm-hmm. to me, and holy shit. I didn't recommend it. I didn't recommend it. I stopped recommending things to you a long time ago. I said it's a good show. You okay, might well, I watch like it. your recommendations, and... Uh, Isn't it good? Don't you love it? It is a treat. I think it took a little bit... That's a show that took a few episodes to sort of figure out its tone, mm-hmm. and I think it oh, became yeah. more... It, it, to me, it became more like Veep as it went on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it yeah, started yeah, off yeah. A little. It started off a little... A little David Finchery, a little dark and brooding. Well, in some ways, each I, character I sure. each character was in a different HBO show. In some ways, and and that that became more sensible, and you could see Kieran Culkin and Brian Cox and and Kendall like you, th- them being in the same universe made more sense. And then you also get the rhythms of like the way Shiv always says the same five words, and like there's just like the certain yeah yeah uh huh oh yeah yeah you like you yeah. get into the rhythm of that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know one thing about Watchmen though, I, I just did a podcast about it for Incomparable, but like it's um and I will continue to say anytime I have the opportunity, people who bag on this Watchmen, I think don't like the original as much as they think because if they like the original as much as they think it is logically implausible that they will not like this one because it takes huh. all of those themes and blows them up 10x bigger that's that's it's that's mm. well the scent the stuff you know the best I, again like i said i wasn't there when when watchman came out right i was too young Well, that's what i was gonna say it was yeah but that, that was my, my the, the point i wanted to make to you was that like what was true in 1986 is still true now in 1986 watchman the graphic novel was innovative unusual and exciting but also relevant okay now right. today it's not as relevant as it was then but the hbo show has all of those things it's that the comic created a post-Watchmen world where everything is a little bit Watchmen now. The whole conceit of Marvel movies and the DC, you know, the 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 Nolan Batman movies, the whole notion of like these like gritty, realistic superheroes, that was like kind of a Watchmen thing, right? Of like, let's like dignify it and think about what it means for for society. Really, mm-hmm. is that's like a whole that isn't that the whole thing with the what with the with the with the the Watchmen comic that everyone loves? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that the Watchmen comic was about comics in a way that was that was fresh. And well done. And uh, I mean, I, I think the Dave Gibbons artwork, I mean, everybody calls it, you know, Alan Moore's thing, but like that would not be 
I mean, he, I'm saying Dave Gibbons and Dave Gibbons and the colorist, like whose name I don't know, um, brought at least as much as Alan Moore. You just start digging into every one of those frames. It's a comic about comics, which, and, and it was a well done comic about comics. It wasn't just flip about that. And I think that was, that was very, very exciting for the time. I fucking loved Watchmen. Thought it felt very lively and relevant. It was, it, HBO's just trying to roll right now, too. They have all, HBO's got a lot of good shows on right now. But. And you can still go back and watch Veep over and over and over. It, it's, uh, the, God damn it, that show. I watched the, um, I watched the extended bathroom scene last week again. Yeah, isn't that the, one of the funniest things, <laughs> like, ever filmed? I mean, are they, are they, are they breaking? Or is that laughter supposed to be part of the scene? I think... I think they're breaking. I don't know. I mean, I think they're feeding off of each other. I think whatever magic is happening in that scene, they're feeding off of each other. A magnifying glass. Why do you have a magnifying yeah, glass? Yeah, but I, I think it's real. I mean, I, or I, I think it's... I think there's... I think it's... I, think, I don't know, man. I think it's... They got to... Sometimes an actor gets to a place where the line of what they're, what's real and what's, what is the acting is blurred. And I don't mean that in like a pretentious way of just like mm-hmm. there's some famous performances where you can tell like this guy's really fucking scary and mad on screen or they're really upset or they're 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 really laughing. And there's just yeah. I don't know that that was a real moment. Like it's but Gary, like, Gary's I, I, I you know, it's not that I've forgotten how good he is. He's so great in that. He's so great in Arrested Development. But just there's so much. This is definitely a post Arrested Development show in the sense that, boy, there's a lot to catch and a lot you'll miss. And just mm-hmm. the way just the way that Gary's just his constant um, being the chorus to her play, like constantly going like, watch out for this one. Oh, you know, the (laughs) daughter has a doll hand or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, all the ways that he's just whispering to her, some of it is information that she needs. Most of it isn't. And some of it is just footnotes and commentary to what's happening right now. (laughs) Right. And he does it in this low key way. And then depending on how the, I don't know, there's just the show's fucking brilliant. But I love also love that like Gary Cole, Gary Cole by himself. So good. Nevada. Yeah. Stacked cast. Very good show. I don't know what else. Yeah, that's what I've been. That's what I've been. That's what I've been watching. I. I uh, Thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. I eventually I'll catch up to all of your media recommendations. I, I do. Uh, I do really like them. I think you're good. You're a good recommender. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm sorry. I'm yelling. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Max is at a day's in in a bathroom, and and you you are much more quiet than usual. And I hmm. do this thing that is not logical, which is when mm-hmm. you're quiet, when someone else is quiet, talk I talk loud. Which is why I keep yelling and talking. You know over what? You. I'm going to try something. Let me try something. Let me try a little hot patch here. Hot I'm patch. I'm going to switch to my AirPods, and we're going to see if that helps. <laughs> I'm deploying the AirPods. Will you still record locally, though, to your to your yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is good podcasting. Oh, that that's different. Now you're getting a lot of low mids. No, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm now you're hearing me through the iPad speaker. Oh, oh. Switching to the AirPods. AirPods activated. All right, that'll work. Is that better? You sound great. You sound great. Hey, listen. Hey, I don't know when Alex is coming, so challenge. Yeah, we're we're doing it. What was this fuck was the challenge? Throw out your spices. It's thirty five minutes in, so maybe she can come for the after show, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's fine. I love not having Alex. It's great. Boys' night. Y- are you telling me? Yeah, boys' <laughs> I'll bring night. My, I'll bring my famous dip. Hmm. Yeah, we're having a, we're having a little sausage party. <laughs> Just bring a case of skull. Yeah, the challenge this week is from me, and the challenge was to clean out something specifically uh, in as much as you're able to clean out your spice cabinet, your spice rack, um, because that's something I thought I'd done recently. Um, and that was the challenge. Did you get a chance to clean out your spice rack this week? Well, 
I I did I organized some other drawers, but Veronica and I did recently clean out our spice rack, and I am prepared to discuss it. Okay, but I'm going to send you some photos of the drawers that that did get organized. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Scrolling past all the rhinos. Okay, here we rhinos, go. Rhinos, rhinos, rhinos. Um, I think what we're talking about here is beneficial because not only is there in in terms of a spice rack. Oh, the op- so the optional other thing: spice rack, medicine cabinet linen closet. What I was looking for is something where things tend to accumulate, where there will likely be one or more past due items, and where you could see a benefit. I did not say this in the challenge. I'm saying it now. Third, where there would be a benefit to you, a what my family calls the tiny life improvement project, of benefiting from opening up some space and being able to rethink how you use a space. I, it drives me crazy, specifically in places where I tend to be in a hurry. So like, I would like identify places like in my office where I'm working in my bathroom, where I'm trying to get ready in a hurry in the morning, where you need that one specific thing and you either, you can't find it, but you know, you've got it. Yeah. It's around here somewhere, but I don't, the nail clippers, where the fuck is the nail clippers? It's never where you, where you want it when you need it. So that drives me crazy. But the other thing is when you're out of something, and you don't know you're out of it until you're out of it. And oh then you're like, God. have to order it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like you you can't see it coming. Oh, no. The wrong time The wrong time to realize you're out of nighttime Theraflu is the night you get sick. Yes. Well, for me, it's like I use, I'm a terrible person. And I have no regard for this planet. Uh, so I use the little disposable floss picks. Oh, those are great. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God, yes. They're sharp on one end. You got a little flossy at the end, like a violin. If I don't keep those organized, if, I'm, if I have like a loose bag and I'm pulling them out one by one, I will go, the day will come when I go to reach for a floss pick and there's none in there. And that, that will not do. That won't work for me. Um, in passing, let me give you a thought technology. Um, this is going to fall somewhere between packing a small bag um, and, uh, and, and uh, like a child safety measure. Um, mm-hmm. here's what you, well, you may not need this like I do, but uh, let me put the other one here. And Okay, so you get your box and you're going to order some things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you what mine are. Yours will differ. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy buy the the fancy Marco scissors. You buy scissors. You buy nail clippers. You buy pe- a pencil sharpener. You, a nice one, a comb, a comb long tip. You get a mm-hmm. mechanical pencil, a deodorant, and a hairbrush. You put those in mm-hmm. a box and you hide the box. <laughs> I, you know, I have a whole different approach to this, but I have well, solved the problem in another way. <laughs> no, I've solved we... this problem in another way. Oh my God, I'm I'm coming right now, Max. Holy shit. These are beautiful. All of the items that you're describing, I just went on Amazon and I got like 12 of them. And I have... Yeah, de- but, do you, but do you deploy and disperse them? Yes, it's a strategy of saturation. So what happens is okay. I do a, run a little experiment. I put, a t- I put a nail clipper in the drawer where it needs to go in the bathroom. And then someone uh-huh. takes it away. Maybe it's me, maybe Veronica, whatever. It, it, it goes where it needs to go, right? It winds up in uh, another bathroom in the house, let's say. I, I don't know. I don't know where these things go to. Someone throws it in their suitcase and then it stays in their luggage. I, I have no idea. No, all you, all you got to know is it's not where it should be. It's not where it should be. Now I, but, but the, the, what's, the, what's the plus? The, where someone needed the nail clipper that time, now there is one. So now I deploy hmm. a second one in the bathroom and that gets taken. And I deploy a third one and a fourth one and a fifth one. And eventually I, I, my iron will will outlast the ceiling of the nail clipper. <gasps> Three is two, two is one, one is none. Eventually, enough nail clippers will have been, I will saturate the house with nail clippers such that there's one, I don't care if there's one in every drawer in the house, as long as there's one where I need it. You're terraforming the, the earth with nail clippers. Yes. It's a Gaia bomb of nail clippers. 
I will salt the earth so that nothing else can grow, but I will have a nail clipper in the drawer where I want. I buy the nice Japanese nail clippers, and uh, I collect them as I find them, but I'm, mainly I don't know where they go. Somewhere there is a room in our house that I haven't discovered yet that's full of scissors and nail clippers. But, so like tonight, I'm doing a show with John Roderick. We're doing a live Roderick on the line, and um, I'm bringing along my guitar so that he has a guitar to practice on for the rest of Sketchfest during the week. Now, John Roderick is at some point probably going to take out the guitar. He's going to find the capo tuner combination and then he's going to see a set of japanese nail clippers in there and he's going to think what the fuck who puts nail clippers in the guitar case you know who does me me because when do you need to clip your nails when you notice when your nails are long you know what notice then deploy notice then deploy that's right so so you got so my strategy for for the wooden the, the wooden box thing that you're mentioning of deodorant and nail clippers and stuff I, I i saturate i just i keep going and i keep buying them I, I, for that reason, there's some things where I don't get the fancy Japanese nail clippers. I just get the basic ones on, on Amazon, which are good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't get a hundred of the little ones, but yeah, I just, I just saturate. Chapstick is another one. When chapstick. I want a chapstick, I, I don't want to not know where the chapstick is. I just want a chapstick in every drawer. I love what you're doing here. The, the drawer with the husky. I love this drawer in particular. I'm seeing you got wipes. So let me show you what. So, so let, well, let's talk about spices real quick Holy because this shit. is something, this is. So, so Veronica's is newly, as of a year ago, gluten-free and for medical reasons. Um, and, th um, that means any sort of like cross contamination or anything could, could be an issue. Mm -hmm. So we actually did like a deep clean of the kitchen, like all the spices went and we really got into like sourcing spices and we went to different markets and we ordered online and we switched to, we got rid of basically all the spices in the house went. Um, if any of you have ever been gluten free or you know anyone who's gluten free, you know that like in, there's gluten in like shocking things that you would yeah. never, yeah. just as a society, we just kind of put, just kind of jam flour in everything. Mm -hmm. So there's like, you'd be shocked of like, there's like garlic powder and you look at the ingredients and there's something that has gluten in, you know, mixed in as a filler Jesus. or something with the garlic powder. But so what we did was we went with mason, little mini short mason jars full of whole spices. Hmm. And then we, and then all labeled with a label gun. I should have really taken a picture of this oh, because it so looks cool. cool. It looks, it looks awesome. It looks very like, uh, um, magazine-y, uh, like, uh, it looks like, like, yeah, it looks nice. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, we just throw them in a little spice blender. And when you need to cook with some, you know, spi uh, seasonings, here's, here's the other thing. Seasonings don't last as long as I think people think they do. <laughs> they really, they really yeah. go pretty quickly. I mean, I think maybe if you buy one of those like red McCormick jars of, you know, cumin or something, I really think you've probably got six months on it before it starts to <laughs> lose its, its potency. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think most, like, I just think it's the wrong approach. So I think, like, I, th I think it's like, uh, it's a little bit of like coffee beans. If you buy pre ground coffee, that it's already old by the time you get it, but it's certainly going to lose all of the. Oh, it arrives old. Yeah. It, it arrives old, but then it also ages like much more quickly. Like, you know, it's like, I'll go to like, there's like old people have like, they, they like hoard bags of Starbucks. They have bags of Starbucks coffee that are five years old, pre-ground Starbucks coffee. Oh, and they're like, God. I'm saving that. It's good. And it's like, it's, I assure you, it's not good. That's fancy. Yeah, that's fancy. We'll save that for company. Yeah. No, I assure you that's not good anymore. And, uh, the same thing is true of spices. So I think if you get, I, I don't have any science to, I, I haven't sprayed any science sauce on this, but no, 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 I, I absolutely agree. Well, uh, it sort of seems intuitive to me that if you, if you get whole cloves and then you smash them up yourself, they're going to stay nice and fresh longer. 
I got one for you. Next time, and this is probably a self-evident one, but it'll get you a feel for what we're talking about. Let's say you got a 20-ounce cucumin soy sauce that you've been sucking off of for six months because you're not a big soy sauce <laughs> user. All right? Now do this. Go buy a new, maybe even a smaller, but you know, get a new cucumin soy sauce. And what I want you to do is I want you to open the one you've been sucking off of for six months. I want you to open the brand new one, and you tell me there's no difference. Oh, you smell it immediately. It's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's true for all of these things. Oh, man, I love the coins. Is This all sounds like uh, stuff for street names for drugs. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on here. So, so this, gimmicks, what, mule uh, coins. You go, for, you go first. What do you want to do? You want me to talk through this or you want to tell me about your spices? Hang on, I'm not done. Quarter gimmicks, mule coins, double deception, dollars on gimmick, weird coins, they're calling it. Holy moly. <laughs> okay, my spices... Is yeah. that what you're asking? Okay, so I, I did actually do what I thought was a fairly thorough job probably a month or two ago because I kept, I kept going to grab spices. Okay, let's say you get the Red Cat McCormick. And McCormick used to be the nice one. It was like uh, McCormick or Spice Islands or whatever the fuck. I, I enjoy McCormick. Yeah, I used to date the daughter of a McCormick VP. Uh, tell her I said hi. And so you wow. got your garlic powder. Baltimore. Name lived in Baltimore. You got your, you got your, let's say you got a garlic powder or a garlic salt. Now, 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 let's say, like, if you, you, you'll notice this if you go to somebody's, like, vacation house or boat house. There's, like, a certain quality to an old spice bottle label. It's gotten a little bit moist and greasy. Gummy. 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 It's gotten gummy. And the stuff inside <laughs> is approaching, like, whiteness. I like when the label, I like when the label is fully desiccated and it's starting to, it's just being held on by one dot well, of blue. Here's, okay, here's a, here's a, here's a, 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 a a life hack for you. Um, if you can't read the date of expiration, you should throw it away. <laughs> if you literally, if it has rubbed, as they say in England, if it is rubbed off, uh, you need to get rid of that. Okay, so anyway, I went through this and my, um, my method a month or two ago was to take a grocery bag and I took, I took out all of my primary, I have those two shelves where I do a lot of spice things. Those are my shelves. Don't put things on those shelves. Those are my shelves. And I checked all of those, and if those were old, I threw them out, I put them, I didn't throw them out, I put them in the bag. And then I went through the bag, and if there was anything in there I knew we needed, I immediately ordered a replacement. Now, Max, I thought I'd done a pretty good job with this, and I had some laughs, let's be honest. I had some laughs, because there was some stuff from 2016, 2015. Um, I did it again on, today's Wednesday, I did it on Monday, I did the same thing, and I didn't fill a grocery bag, near, but, but like there were enough spices that like the bottom of a grocery bag was full. That's the yeah. second cut at this. Okay, you want to hear my top four winners? What are your... Well, I'll, I'm going to have make a prediction. You know, there's a lot of things where you read a recipe online, and it needs a certain... Calls for a certain spice or something, or yep. a special ingredient. Yep. And you go get it, and you use it that one time, and then you're like, I'm never going to make this again. It was too hard. Now that spice just gets a free ride. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, I, like, I got sumac on rice one time, so I'm going to buy sumac, and oh my god, now it's 14 years later or whatever. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, fourth place, whole allspice. Okay, now here's the thing. These are the expiration dates. The, that means these were probably bought, in most cases, two years before. Because the expiration... Well, no, if you go out and buy even nice spices right now, depending on the spice, it'll be a year or two years on most of them. Yes. Uh, fourth place for uh, the third runner-up. Uh, whole allspice, uh, April 11, 2015. Uh, third place, ground nutmeg, uh, August 13, 2011. Oh, my God. 
Uh, second place, uh, our old pal Chili Powder, uh, September 6th, 2010. And in first place, a lonely little <laughs> half-size cayenne red pepper, <laughs> April 6th, 2009, <laughs> which means we wow. bought it before my kid was born. Wow, that spice was older than your daughter. Well, I mean, if it, if it was from 2007, if it was a two-year spice, which it probably was, yeah, for yep. sure. Wow. That's that's the second cut, Max. That's, that's the second time I went through this. That's not including yeah. the mini, mini, mini I got before. Have you ever experimented with uh, grinding your own spices? Well, judging by the whole fucking nutmeg that we've got in our spice cabinet, I know somebody in the house has. Thank God we've got whole nutmegs. Let me let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nutmeg, you don't grind. You you grate you grate it on a on like a microplane. You have a microplane. Sure, it's like a mandolin with holes. <laughs> yeah, the mandolin with holes. You rub the nutmeg on that. <laughs> okay, that sounds like something my wife would do. Yes, she's a nutmegger. L- let me tell you, if you <laughs> if you're not grinding your own spices, you're really missing out on cooking. Am I Gr- grinding your own spice? I think so. Should I make my own garlic powder? I should ask Syracuse. I, I like the frozen cubes, but I also will sometimes for pasta, I will use the garlic powder, the <sighs> pure garlic powder. Garlic, garlic powder is not a good thing to use and cook with. Garlic salt is better. Garlic salt is better than garlic powder, for sure. Uh, I'm not going to get drawn into this, but uh, I do think uh, it's one of those things where when you ha- when you eat food at a restaurant or a professional bakery and you're like, this tastes, you know, like they say on... Um, on MasterChef Junior, they say it's a restaurant quality dish. Mm. Mm-hmm. One of the things mm-hmm. that distinguishes a restaurant quality dish is probably that they're grinding their own spices fresh and they're using fresh spices. It, that it's one of those things that the taste difference is pretty pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry I'm late. Whoa! Oh God. That's a horrible noise. Speaking of nutmeggers. <laughs> Alex Cox's voice. A hor- horrible noise. Alex, you are so loud. No, you are, Alex, you are so loud. Can you be less loud somehow? Oh, it's are, Max, are you saying that the voice from the uh, the admin Chicago studio is loud is what you're saying? Oh, oh. Yeah, oh my God. Damn. Is it really? Is it, you find that loud. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. It's bracing. It's like when you get. It's like when you turn the shower on. I just want to be clear, though. You're you, just just so our listeners know. You're not. You are in a days in bathroom right now. You're not in the admin Chicago studio right now. And you're what you're saying to me. I've never heard this before. You're saying that sometimes <laughs> the voice coming from Chicago is. Let me get this right. Loud. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like when you get in the shower to turn it on, and then the ice water comes and blasts you in the face. Would you say that it's excruciating, and it sometimes feels like the people on the other end aren't really listening when you say how loud it is? is that, <laughs> would that be anything like your experience that you're yeah, having it's right like now? Alex, Alex logs on, and she's like, oh, <laughs> "Here's a picture of a cat. I don't know why." Yeah. Okay, hey, hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, breakout hit character Alexandra. How are you? Oh, oh man, I. Oof. Let me walk you through these drawers. So Max was uh, Alex. Max was showing us his drawers. I am okay. Uh, so horny for drawers. God damn it! Max lives in like a flax or a museum. It's amazing. Oh, 
Max's workshop is, do you call it your workshop or your studio? You should call it your workshop. I, probably, I just say the basement usually. I don't know. That's a little gay. I would go with, I would go with studio. The, that's, well, well, maybe that's why I want it. Workshop sounds like a place where you make puppets. It sounds like a place where you make puppets. Yeah, Max's workshop sounds like a place I would lure children yeah, to. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I want to meet a live, want to meet a live clown. Uh, why did you say live? <laughs> <laughs> Just sh- <laughs> shut up and get my- shut up and get my ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> Starting on the top, this is this is Max's personal bathroom supplies drawer. So this is the one that's not shared, and and these are all of my personal bathroom accoutrement. What, What's the what, brass ball grabber oh, down by the dental sure. tools? That's a. Is that th- a barbecue testicle wrench? What is that? <laughs> That's a tongue. It's a tongue scraper. So you brush your teeth and then you drag In the that Japanese you, style? No, no, no. I have a tongue yeah. scraper. Don't shit on the tongue <laughs> scraper. All right. You, you, you brush your teeth and then you scrape that thing across your tongue. I'll say I don't actually use that. I got that one out of curiosity and I. I I, I, it's not. It's no good. I prefer. I like a plastic one that I got a Target. Better. Do you put it in the autoclave? How do you clean it? Yeah, this thing looks very upsetting. Okay. Well, I let's move on. Okay. Anyway, nice. This is so you. What you've got here is. Oh God, you got your emergency. God, this is so enviable. You got your your picks. You've got razor mm-hmm. blades. This is beautiful, Max. Uh, why do Thank you have you. emergency? You know, I because I was trying that for a while. I was trying that. For, I was drinking emergency for a while, in an attempt to not get sick all the time we, talk, we talked about and then this a lot the of people wrote in and said actually it's bad yes and we talked about this several times it'll give you kidney stones so now i'm not drinking show. it anymore all right, all right but i already all have right. it organized in the drawer <laughs> okay do by, do by friday.com alex do by friday sorry uh okay and where could i find those show notes um anyway i want to thank uh, uh this time of the week i want to thank our, our friends for the 10th week we got i want to thank our friends at extreme restraints you ever <laughs> wanted a way to scrape your tongue with something brass what if your penis turns <laughs> into a werewolf back to you max <laughs> All right, next up is just one of my many magic drawers. I have a lot of these, but this one has coin, coins in it drawers. and coin gaps. My magic drawers. <laughs> I want to see a live clown in my magic drawers. Yes, and workshop sounds gay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and magic drawers. This is my magical drawer. <laughs> I just thought you guys would enjoy just seeing this drawer of crazy, like, special... I love your coin slots. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I needed that. <laughs> I think I've had to tell like everyone, everyone in my house. I've had to say like, "Hey, if you ever see like a penny lying around, that could be like a forty dollar penny. Do not, don't, don't discard it or put it in don't, your pocket. Don't touch my pennies. <laughs> you can't touch his pennies. Yeah, never touch a penny. I really hope Bernie Sanders wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next is my cam- my wall of camera stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just my pegboard wall. Uh, why so Pegging. many, let's see, hard drives? Because I use them to store files on. I, oh, files. Well, okay, you, They have right. different video, li- they have different Final Cut Pro libraries on them. I, this looks like the I least see. sexually appealing sex dungeon I have ever, ever seen. I mean, that's a lot of tape. Oh, man, what do you, what do you do with those Gorilla Pods? I bet those feel good coming out. Oh, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, the tape, Alex, are you, you, I, I don't know why you don't have that much tape in the cards 
AV closet. I use all six of those tapes. No, we we do, but that's many people, not a single people. <laughs> but I need there's six different types of tape. You've that got is... masking tape, painters tape, gaffers the tape. The six tapes you meet in heaven. Gorilla tape. Yeah, this... Yes. There's metallic. There's metallic conduit tape. Uh, and then there's wide gaffers tape. Oh sure, the metallic conduit. Oh my god, the dice drawer. Wait a minute. Are you making Monopoly hotels? What what are the what is so the, that's my game design that's a drawer of pieces and parts for oh. designing games. Oh wait, okay, I think I saw this at the hobby shop. You can like like build your own. Are there sets like a build your own game set? I feel like I've seen that. Well, this one is stuff that this is shit that I ordered on Amazon. Okay, cool. Um, this is really cool. But basically, if I'm working on a game prototype and I need little little cubes or something, I I have them. What are the Starbucks bars in your left hand? What are those? Those are the Via Pods that Marco recommended. I put oh. them in my in my travel in my <gasps> in my travel bag. That's travel coffee. In case I'm ever in a tactical travel situation where I can't get a good coffee, I have I have not tried one yet, but Mar I think Marco has good taste in coffee, so I'm going to yeah. give it a shot. Alex, just so you know, the uh, the staff at the uh, Animal Hotel where where Max is uh, in the bathroom right now, they keep moving his coffee and taking it away. Oh, he's having trouble maintaining the coffee. Are you at the Animal Kingdom Hotel? I know you probably. You know no. what? I'll listen to the show. I'll. Uh, I know. I'm glad you weren't trampled by a rhino. Wait. So you don't know where he is either. I have a feeling that it. Well, it's. I, I don't want OPSEC, but he's in a place that's warm. No, 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 no. I, this is just, the only point I'm trying to make is that earlier in the call. Uh -huh. Oh my God, we're both outside the system. I was saying how crazy it is that I, I think the only time you two talk to each other is in the text message thing because i don't know what the fuck is happening i assume alex does no you're telling me sometimes you don't know what's going on either do you think i ever know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> the you know what they say about assumptions they're yes bad. they're delicious um they're they're yummy max is that a pestle is that a mortar and pestle for your for your spices up there where, where what are you looking at oh husky husky drawer oh. camera batteries uh in loops and then you've got like it looks like a coffee maker for a mouse is that is that a candle <laughs> or or a spice grinder? Oh, the thing on top. Image one three seven six jpeg. Yeah, <laughs> take a look at this, y'all. <laughs> I'm a mouse and I like coffee. Stop moving my coffee. I'm here to see the servals. That's a that's a that's a my that all is stuff for making tea. <laughs> Beloved characters. Uh, Beloved are, characters. Should we move to the the bookshelf? <laughs> This is, this, is, <laughs> this is my workshop. This is my workshop. This is my clown, and he's alive. He's alive because I let him be alive. <laughs> I put a TV outside his cage so he can watch, he can watch me destroy his city. <laughs> First, I break the clown's body. <laughs> this oh is a real mind hunter character that you've created. <laughs> you ever seen a clown cry? <laughs> I like to read in Bible verses while I use this straight razor. <laughs> did you know, so Mr. Mr. Pickles, did you know there are six kinds of tape? You will. <laughs> Killing my clown by Max Temkin. <laughs> All right, oh, so bookshelves. Chicago Manual of Style. Let's go. Uh, what do you want to? What do you want to know? 
This is my, and then this is the other side of the office. I like the way things fit into the things. Did you make these yourself or are these from a store? Mm -hmm. No, okay. this is all custom. Oh, oh, cool. Wow. Do you have a way of organizing your books? Is it just aesthetic? Like I see there's a yes. law one, uh, some. Oh yeah, by size it looks like. The, the shelf is, the shelves are loosely, are generally kind of themed. So you've got like a design shelf, um, a right, a grammar reference shelf, mm -hmm. and then like a games shelf. And they go from tall to short the way you would arrange the bodies of clowns. <laughs> oh boy. See, see, I'm thinking of going. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy Yum Yum. Sorry, Jimmy Yum Yum. You're the littlest clown. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have to kill enough clowns to spell a message um, based on their bodies. <laughs> D is for daughter. D is for daughter. Uh, I think I need to switch up. I, I do alphabetical by author last name in the category of, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, this is much more appealing. All right. All right. This, this next, the next picture is the one that I'm really proud of. Okay. I turn all of mine backwards and then draw dicks on the pages that are visible. Oh, my God. It's a design thing I saw. I saw it in Dwell. Uh, oh, my. This uh, is a true, this is the true galaxy brain drawer. The pens. Uh, all right, walk us through this. This is Max's office supplies. That's a classic swing line stapler. We have one of those. Oh, oh, Al Alex, you know the um, you know the galaxy, li literally the galaxies that my daughter likes to paint. She yes. did that to this swing line stapler, and it's pretty <gasps> cool. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the only thing better than a red stapler is a galaxy stapler, as they say. You know what? Okay, so in, in life, the only things I really want. Blah, 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 family, happy, health, fuck that. Who cares? The only things I really want in life are a fountain that displays, I want a fountain or Coke machine-like thing that, that dispenses four kinds of gravies, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah, uh, okay. which I'd be happy to discuss with you. And yeah. the other thing I want is an unlimited supply of Sharpies. I want to be like fucking Jerry yes. Lewis with socks. I want to use a Sharpie once for a few minutes and then just throw it away. Just I, I, the, I love the idea of you got lots of... Uh, Precise, what are those called? The pen, is that a Pentel? The thin, the, the, the thin ones. Those are great. Those are great. The, um, yeah, but these, these are, you've made great choices in all of these things. Mm -hmm. You should get the Marco scissors, though. You should get the Marco scissors. You know, I'm scared mm, of the, I recognize yeah. that they're amazing scissors, but there's two things that prevent me from buying them. They're too sharp. They are too, too sharp. Mm -hmm. They're insanely sharp. I don't even, I'm scared to use them. I keep them in a soy sauce container. Number, number, number one. When you go to order the Marco scissors, you have to fill like a form out on some guy's website and mm -hmm. it does not work with one password and that's enough oh right boy. there to sour the deal. You, you oh know boy. Alex's PayPal is not going to work there. Oh boy. That's going to, that's, a, that's, that's enough to skunk the deal right there. But then yeah. the other thing is I would be very scared of like. <laughs> All I want to do is buy some clown coffins. I don't want to fill out a form. <laughs> scissors are. <laughs> I'm not gonna encourage. I'm not encouraging the behavior. I'm, just, I'm ignoring the behavior. It's like it's like Jackson Galaxy says. Ignore the. Scissors are like nail clippers. They just they disappear, and then you yes. need to get another pair, and then another, and then another. And yeah. I can't go order a pair of fancy Marco scissors every time they disappear. You're right. You're right. These are these are those are uh, if memory serves, those are three M's. Those are the number one scissors on Amazon, and uh, that's just what I got. Uh -huh. I think I got like six. Oh, they, they, okay. So they, they look like Walgreens scissors I've seen, but, but oh, yeah. Oh, okay. shit. No. That was... Well, yeah. Ugh. Can I send you my scissors, too? So yes. I have one pair of Marco scissors that I don't use because they're too nice, and then I'm going to send you a link <laughs> to ones you can get... 
Wait, that's like having a notebook that you don't. Oh, this is very not Merlin Man. Yes, it's, it's exactly like that. I have I have six boxes of notebooks I don't use. Uh, um, the because um, I'm a collector for my work, mm-hmm. but I want to send you the uh, scissors that I get and deploy at scale. Uh, they are available on Prime now, and they're extremely good. So I'll put those in notes. This is so nice. Oh. No, but but how do you do you have like an Amazon subscription? Like how do you refill this? Because, you know, we we all go through <laughs> subscribe and save. Yeah, subscribe and save to my deodorant that Do, do you want the insurance? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I want the deodorant yes, please. insurance, please. Yes. <laughs> One time I accidentally did that. I also sometimes accidentally send my deodorant to Max. I don't know why it keeps happening. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. It's, I mean, yep, that has happened. That has happened multiple yeah, times. Uh, and at first I thought, I brought it over to you, and I was like, is this a Dubai Friday fan, yeah, like, it, trolling us? Is this us? a bit? And I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like uh, the powdered shower scent. Uh, it'll be in notes. Anyway, uh, but, re- like, I... I've never found a good ratio of when to reorder pens. Like I've got most of my other like uh, toiletry supplies on an automated thing. So like when I'm mm-hmm, running mm-hmm. out, I know that okay, the the toilet paper's coming. Everything's all well. But how do you, how do you restock pens? Do you just have like a a closet full of them? And then like, I I don't know. This is the thing that stresses me out is one day I'm afraid that the office is not going to have Sharpies and it's just, it's, uh, I, 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 it's really complicated. And I'm not trying to be funny. We're going through this with hornworms for the lizard because it's uh, and this is a concept I talked to uh, Syracuse about last night. This like life has rally thing where it's like, the thing is, okay, so it's, it's like a word problem. Life is a word problem. I'm going to ride it all night long. So, like, I get – so we get hornworms. Now, when I buy hornworms from this place on Amazon that's like a family farm that sells through Amazon. And they arrive, and they're small, and I decant them. And there's 25 hornworms in this thing. Now, I got to – those hornworms have to grow more before we can feed them. But there's a window oh. of them being the right size before we feed them. Now, guess what? We, if you run out, it takes a week for them to ship. So how, do you follow mm-hmm. me? How yep. do I time the acquisition of the hornworms? And this is actually like pens don't die as quickly anyway as uh, unless you leave the cap off your Sharpie. But like I got to time the I like mean, purchase of these with the order of the next one and the growing of the others. I don't want to waste a hornworm. I'm not a monster. But that's kind of what you're talking about here, right? You've got to like I, like I will look back historically at how many times I bought something on Amazon, try to figure when it was a panicky last minute thing, and then try to figure the relaxed amount of this so I don't end up with six cartons of toilet paper accidentally well that Hmm. i mean that's one exception you can never have enough of that but there yeah i I, this is a genuine thing of like i don't want to i i have my computer automate so many things i i want a shortcut to order my pens like i i have my razors sent at a regular interval but i I don't know. God, this is such a like first world like. No, meh. it's. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. But I, I think I know what you're talking about because here's the other way. The other problem with this. Let, I mean, let's just let's let's set aside the privilege part because who cares? Um, like if there's stuff that you need and you are an Amazon customer, if you're not, that's fine. Just go start your own podcast. But like if there's a thing that you want on a regular basis, well, here's part of the problem. We like a certain kind. Okay, this is a actual real-world example from this week where my wife did make fun of me. There's this thing called the Clever Dripper, which is this little <laughs> clear... Clever Dripper. That's fun. That's funny how, Alex. It's, uh, it's not I like penis liquid. I was laughing at something completely different. Penis liquid. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so it's a clear 
Well, basically, it's a thing you put a coffee filter in. You pour. Clever Dripper is my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> Writer, you were off Twitter. Writer, father, lover, clever dripper. I uh, and so it's a thing you put a coffee filter. It's like pour over, right? So and the, but what's cool is it's got a stopper, and then once you've done, you you put your coffee in, you pour the water slowly, you stir it. Right. And then it sits for a little bit with a cap on it. If you want, it comes with a little lid and then you put that over your mug and it's basically a one hitter. Right. And this one, I, I really like, I really like the clever dripper a lot, but they do get kind of gross. And if you clean them with almost anything, they get cloudy and weird. If I use that nice espresso machine cleaner stuff, it like basically peels the paint off the (laughs) paint. You know what I mean? It corrodes it. So anyway, and I bought other ones, but then they arrive, and they're from a different company, or they're fake, yes. and they're the wrong size, yes. and they're fucked up. So mm-hmm. I ordered a replacement for this one. It arrived. It was the right kind. And you know what I did? I immediately ordered two more, like a fucking pharaoh. Because I, my wife's like, why do we have three of these? And I said, ask me in two and a half years why I <laughs> bought three of these. Because you ever you ever want to buy the same pair of Nikes? <clears throat> Sorry, we don't make those Nikes anymore. Like you, you all, what I'm trying to say is, you want the right kind. You want it to not be fake, and you want it to be from the company that doesn't fuck up. We just bought uh, Sunday before last. I bought. I ordered a new Simple Human can to replace this disgusting Simple Human can we've had my daughter's entire life. And guess what? It still hasn't Sorry. arrived. Just oh, okay. Oh no. Oh no. Is everything okay? Uh oh. Everything's good. Is it really okay? Say your code word. <laughs> red, red. Say, say, say cunt. Oh, cunt should be the code code word. The cunt grunt, cunt, cunt grunt, cunt grunt. I can't say that. <laughs> Whoa, Max said cunt. Wow. Mm, all right. <clears throat> I did not. No, I don't say that word. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, the well, and, and some topics and words of... are never funny. I'm saying I appreciate your problem. Uh, what you're saying here, Alex, because it, n- not everything is the same. Okay. You know what? The the buy. I will say magic has made me an insane person with the, I don't know if I'll ever be, have a chance to get this again. And so I have to get a lifetime supply of them. And this is like a thing that I'll, is common to a lot of magic people, but like sometimes people will come in, in, in Max's workshop and they'll be looking in my magic drawers and they'll, and I bought at one point I bought like 30, I spent like hundreds of dollars to buy 30 tiny novelty leather purses. from. Oh, I remember oh right. Purses. I remember this. Yep, yeah. Yep. And I was so excited to find them because they're only made they're only made by one guy, and he's this elderly Japanese magician. And and I, you know, I hate to say, it, but when he dies, like, there's not when he dies, the coin purses go with him in the Japanese style. Yeah, there, there's mm-hmm. no like, there's no like cottage industry of guys making tiny coin purses. There's one, there's <laughs> one dude making these, and I really like to perform a trick. Maybe you could apprentice with him at your workshop. <laughs> at Max's workshop, <laughs> could, could it be called Max's tele, te- children's television workshop? Well, I'm sure as fuck not. I'm sure as fuck not going to sit there with a leather with a with special leather, leather stitcher yes. making i'm not going to be making these this is where i work in my leather <laughs> I, i'm not going to be making a novelty little leather purse but i love to pull a full-size sharpie out of it out of a clown skin <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is mr pickles mr pickles has empty coins that could be a 40 dollar penny mr pickles draw the strings draw the strings <laughs> 